Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello and happy, happy 2024. I cannot believe we are in a new year. Happy New Year. I hope that your holiday season and the start of this new year has been going well. I am, ah, what am I? (laughs) I was messaging a friend of mine and she was like, I'm tired. I was like, I think I'm tired as well. I had not been entirely sure if I would take the full two and a half weeks off um, that we were traveling and visiting family for Christmas. And I just left it open and did for myself if I was going to work, if I was going to, you know, be incredibly productive in this work for you. And I just wasn't. (laughs) And pretty soon after we arrived visiting um, my family, I was like, I am just going to take this time to be massively present and to relax and to enjoy this holiday. There were many things that I could have pushed myself to do for work, and I just chose not to. And I'm so grateful that I did because I had an amazing, amazing time. My brother has three little girls. They are four and a half, one and a half, and four months. (laughs) And they are just the cutest little things. And then there are my kids who are seven and nine, who are also just at a really, really fun age. And I had just a great time with them, with my sister, my parents, extended family. And it was great. It was just so great. So I am slowly waking up (laughs) to the new year. It's so funny. Like, Ah, just so funny. Anyways, I want to just offer, as we have this conversation today about doing things differently, I want to offer you a couple of different paths. So the friend that I was chatting with, expressing how tired she was, she's also a coach, and I'm on her email list, and she sent an email about how, like, just ease yourself into the new year. You don't have to start this week, guns blazing, running a sprint. And 
it's funny because we have very different personalities and I was like, it's so funny that I have a masterclass on January 2nd and yours is January 14th. (laughs) I was like, it's so much like our personalities. And I am typically the sort of like, let's get moving, let's start it off as fast as we can. And she's a much more like easygoing. And so I want you to just take this time, even before we dive into what I have for you today, to just assess what works best for you, right? Like some of us really do like the freshness of a new year and it really does like pump us up to get moving and get started. And some of us, whether it's we have a habit of having a slower start or just prefer it, just take a little bit longer to warm up. And there's nothing right or wrong about either of those. It really is about what works best for you, what's going to be the process to set you up for success, however you are defining that and however you are wanting that. So for me, I know what I want to create this year. And I am starting really deeply with my mindset, right? Like there are the actions you take, of course. And I know for myself that it's never about not taking action. Like I, when I set a goal or say I'm going to do something, I am the kind of person that follows through on it. But my mindset can either make that process very enjoyable and very easeful, or it can make it miserable. And so I know for me, I'm thinking about how can I just let this be as enjoyable and as easeful as possible? And if you typically find yourself having just a lot of struggle with whatever you are working on, whether it's yourself personally, your marriage, some other aspect of your life, I wanna invite you to just consider like, what if it didn't have to be so hard? What if, you know, having this conversation with yourself that we're gonna have now was part of the process of just making everything so much easier? for you, whatever it is that you want to do differently, okay? So before we get started, let's identify exactly what it is you want to do differently this year. What is it that when you look back at 2023 didn't work for you? What is it that you really want to leave behind? And what is it that you really want to step into? And it's important that you're clear about that. And now I know if you listened to the podcast last week, I said basically the same thing because it doesn't change. And I also know that we need to hear things multiple, multiple, multiple times for them to stick, which is also why I want to invite you again to the masterclass that is happening January 2nd, the day this podcast airs at 9 p.m. Eastern called Ready for Change. So I'm going to be literally 
holding your hand, walking you through a very specific and detailed process to reflect on 2023, understand what didn't work for you and why, and then step into the mindset, the belief systems, the action plan that you need in 2024 to create the change that you want. So if you want to know what it's like to actually be coached through a process that you can then turnkey and replicate for yourself again and again and again, for sure, make sure that you have signed up for this workshop. Again, it is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024 at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can sign up on my website, drshavon.com forward slash change. I will link to it in the show notes as well. Okay. So think about what it is you want to do differently. And then I'm going to walk you through five things that it takes to get yourself there. Right. So if something you want to do differently is maybe just feel different in your marriage, maybe you don't want to be as frustrated and annoyed and angry with your partner. Maybe something you want to do differently is putting more attention on yourself and not trying to change your partner and not trying to drag them along and get them to see things and try to convince and try to control. But you're like, you know what? I'm going to take responsibility for my own happiness. I'm going to put the focus on myself. I'm going to invest my time and my energy into me and becoming the best that I can be. Maybe you have things you want to do differently in other relationships, maybe in your parenting, maybe in your relationships with your extended family, maybe as you reflect on the holiday season, you're like, next year, I want to be in a different place with these members of my family, right? Maybe it's a health and wellness goal. Maybe you want to lose weight. That is top of my list this year. And if you've been with me on the podcast, you've heard me make this declaration many, many times before. Um, But I'm giving myself a full year to lose 45 pounds. That's a pound a week, you know, give or take. And it feels doable for me. So I'll keep you posted on how that is going. So whatever it is for you, whatever it is you want to do differently, here are the five things I want you to start off with before you spring into action, because this is the foundation you want to build for yourself to help you be successful. Okay. Number one, you have to have an awareness of what you're doing now that's not working and why. What is the core reason that is driving you to do this thing that is not working well for you? So marriage example that a lot of my clients struggle with when they first come to me is they keep having the same conversation over and over and over again, right? And yet the things they want to be different are not changing. So that is a situation that's not working. You're trying it a specific way over and over and over again. You keep bringing the same issues to your partner. You keep 
having conflict around the same thing. And you want to notice that it's not working, right? You probably are already feeling that it's not working because you feel bad afterwards. But you want to look at why in two lanes. One, why isn't it working? Like, what is the block there? And then two, why do you keep trying to do it the same way? Like, what's driving you to keep taking the same repeated actions? My husband and I recently had a conversation about our conversations about money. And he was like, you know, we just keep falling into this contentious dynamic when it comes to us having conversations about money. What should we do about it? Right. And I know exactly what was happening for me and why those conversations were difficult. And I've now enacted some strategies for myself that I know will work for me. And I just told him, I was like, listen, this is what happens for me. I'm just going to take full responsibility for my side of the street. And this is what I'm going to do when I feel myself getting upset. I'm going to ask that we end the conversation. And all I need you to do is to respect that and to not keep trying to explain your part so that I see it the way that you see it. And so that's our agreement. And to add to that, right, what I also notice is that we keep trying to have (laughs) these conversations. And I'm like, why don't we just stop for a while? I've shared with you this plan of what I'm going to be doing, and you have your plan for what you're going to be doing, and let's just work our plans. And as we need to update each other, we'll just update each other. But it doesn't need to be like, a conversation where like I'm trying to get your input or you to understand why I'm doing it this way. I don't need that from you. So let's just take a break from these conversations and work our plans and then check in. Right. So that is clearly doing something differently. Right. So how I got there again, though, is with this step of having an awareness of what you're doing that's not working and why. Why it's not working and why you keep trying it the same way. What is the belief? What is the feeling that keeps you doing the same thing that you know is not working? So that's number one. Number two is you have to have an unwillingness, excuse me, you have to have a willingness to feel uncertain and uncomfortable. Now listen, keep listening. (laughs) because I know we can hear that and just be like, no, I do not do well with uncertainty. I do not do well with feeling uncomfortable. And let me just tell you, welcome to being a human. No one likes uncertainty. No one likes to be uncomfortable. But if you want to do things differently, you have to at least be willing to feel those emotions. Right. Because doing anything new and different is going to bring about doubts. It's going to bring up doubts. What if this doesn't work? What if this isn't the right thing to do? But you cannot be paralyzed by those doubts because those doubts are just questions. 
they're not declarative statements, right? So a lot of times I recommend for some of my clients that are in very high conflict situations that they take a break from trying to have certain conversations, right? Similar to you know, what my husband and I were experiencing when it comes to money. I would not say that we are high conflict, right? But that particular topic, I would say 60 to 70% of the time doesn't go as well as either of us would like, right? And so I can look at that and I can look at some of the recommendations that I give to my clients. And even as a coach, depending on how they execute it, depending on a lot of circumstances that I may be aware of or may not be aware of, there is the question of like, well, will this really work? (laughs) Will this really achieve the outcome that I'm hoping? Now, because I've been doing this for so long and with so many different people, I know that it will work if they work it, but they don't know that. And so the doubt is okay. I'm never, ever concerned or worried about the doubt. It just comes along. And what you want to do, though, when you're making a decision to do something differently and you have the question, what if this doesn't work? You answer it. That's the only way to give yourself a foundation of self-trust. So whatever you're trying, answer that question. What if it doesn't work? then what? Will you be better off or worse off or the same? In some instances, you might just be exactly the same. But it's the open question that takes up so much emotional energy that leaves you with very little energy to actually take the action to do it differently, to find out if it works or not. Right. So the only way you're going to know if it works or not is to do it. And there's discomfort in that. Right. So you have to lean into trusting that either way. You are going to either win and it's going to work out. You are going to learn something. Right. That helps you work it out. Those are the only two options. You're going to get what you want or you're going to learn something that helps you ultimately get what you want. There's winning and there's learning to win. That's it. I'm going to say that again. There is winning and accomplishing what you want, and there's learning to win, learning to create what you want. There is no failure unless you give up. So that should be comforting. And yes, when you're doing things differently, it's going to feel uncomfortable because it's not what you're used to doing. I'm going to have things that I accomplish financially and choices that I make that like, I'm going to want to go tell my husband about it and expect him to be really excited. (laughs) But his threshold for excitement and what counts as a win is very different than mine. And so I'm going to have to make a different choice. Like, yes, I will update him, but I'm not going to go to the conversation saying like, hey, I achieved this milestone and expect him to like throw me a party. That's just not it. And it's going to be uncomfortable 
to do something different. It's going to be uncomfortable for me to go to a, a update and just be neutral. <laughs> now, maybe with someone else, I'll turn the cartwheels, right? But it's also me just accepting where we are and also making a different choice. Okay. Same for you. There are things that you have probably been doing and expecting to turn out a certain way that don't. And that's okay. I'm not saying that like there's anything wrong with his reaction or there's anything wrong with my reaction. It's just we have to do it differently if we want a different outcome. And same for you. You have to do it differently if you want a different outcome, if you want a different experience, if you want a different feeling. And that change is uncomfortable because it's new. Number three, you have to have a deep desire for a new way of being or a deep desire for the new experience that you're trying to create. You have to want it. (laughs) And you can't just want to want it. You have to want it. And desire is one of those emotions that you can create. It's not something that just falls upon you. You desire something by thinking about how much you want it. So I would suggest you build in two to three minutes every single day to spend time wanting the change that you want, right? So for me, let's take my weight loss goal. I'm going to spend time thinking about what it's going to be like at the end of this year to be 45 pounds lighter. It's going to feel amazing, right? To operate and navigate the holidays, not concerned about how much sugar I'm eating because I've navigated my sugar addiction and it's under control. That is going to feel incredible, incredible. So you think about what it is you want and spend time cultivating the desire for it, thinking about how great it's going to be. We do this naturally a lot of times when it comes to vacations, right? So think about a vacation that you are planning or have planned and how excited you were to just think about it. Like you wanted it. You were eagerly anticipating it. The same with whatever you want to be different in your life. All right, number four. You've got to have a plan to follow and know what you're doing. Now, I say that with the caveat that a lot of this work is experimenting and being willing to experiment. So having a plan just means you can answer this question. When blank happens, this is what I do. It could be as simple as that. When blank happens, this is what I do. And knowing that you know what to do in various situations creates a calming in your nervous system, right? You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be reactive. It's like, oh, I already know what to do. I've planned for this. So funny. Let me tell you a side story, holiday travel. 
we're flying out the crack of dawn before Christmas. Um, and we get to the wrong terminal for our airline. And I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't, I just, first of all, it's never happened to me maybe once in my life, like maybe once, but it's definitely never happened in the like 17 years my husband and I have been together as a couple, but it happened when we have our kids, right? And so I reacted. At first I was like, okay, we can make it, right? And then I got a little nervous because multiple things created additional delays for us. So I didn't have a plan. But when we were coming home on our return flight and the line at security was just unbelievable, I was so calm, so calm because I had already thought about what I was going to do. If this happens or when this happens, I'm going to do X. Right now, mind you, after that, I will be getting TSA pre-check. <laughs> My husband has been like calmly suggesting it to me for a while. Like he got his and I just kept forgetting to get it until we're like at the airport. Then it's like, oh, I definitely should have it. So we won't have that exact situation <laughs> again with the security line. But you get where I'm going with this, right? Having a plan of just knowing. These are the predictable things that are going to get in my way or these are the predictable things that always trigger me, right? When my spouse says this, typically I get upset. But now that I know that they are likely to say this sentence, this is what I'm going to do when it happens, right? So you have to have a plan. And then number five is you want to have a way to document, celebrate, and evaluate what you are doing. Whenever my clients are having major wins, I have a very specific conversation with them about it. And I call it creating the package. What that means is when something is really working for you, You want to know exactly what you're doing, what you're thinking, and what is contributing to that positive result. I want it to feel like a package you could just go grab off the shelf. That whenever you want to create this experience or this feeling or this dynamic, you just go into the pantry, pick it up like you're picking up a box of cereal. I want it to feel that clean and clear and accessible. So when you are in this process of doing things differently, you want to take note of what you're doing. And of course you want to celebrate what is working. That just sends a positive feedback loop to your brain. And you want to evaluate when it's not working, like what about it isn't working for you. And I think in this process of documenting, celebrating, and evaluating, you also really want to be mindful to not get into the zone of 
expecting and needing quick wins. And I would really encourage you to focus on how you're working before focusing on it working. And this is something I learned as a social science researcher in my doctoral program. There are outcomes, right, that we want. I want to feel happy or I want to have less arguments, right? And then there's process variables that get you there. Does that make sense? So there's the ultimate outcome, and then there's the actions you take that get you there, the process. So I want you as much as possible to focus on what you are doing that is working, as opposed to only measuring your success based on the ultimate outcome. So when I'm coaching my clients on this, a lot of times I tell them, like, focus on being your best, not necessarily on producing the result in your spouse that you want, right? Because a lot of times people are like, well, I did everything and they still got upset. Yeah, that's okay. That's their work if they get upset. But your side of the street is clean. You are working the right process. You are taking the right steps. So... Let's focus on that and be proud about that and evaluate that and know that ultimately all of that is going to add up. So for me and my weight loss goal, right, like every day I'm going to write down like what's a win of the day here? What is some, and a a coach friend of mine calls it non-scale victories, right? Where like you're not focused as much on like the scale moving, but you're focused on, I made a good choice today. I didn't eat that thing that wasn't on my plan to eat. And instead I stuck to what I had committed to eating today, right? So you want to do the same. You want to be documenting, celebrating, and evaluating how you are working your process, not necessarily focused exclusively on the ultimate outcomes and results. All right. I'm going to give you a bonus tip because I heard this just this morning. I was listening to another podcast and it it just made everything else. It was like a nice cherry and bow on top of this package (laughs) that we're creating. And this bonus tip that I want to offer you is to think about whatever change you are creating, whatever you are going to be doing differently, when you are successful, how will you feel? How will you feel? What is the emotion underneath this result you're trying to create? Or what is the thought, right? So for me, when I think about losing weight, when I think about being at my goal weight, I know that I will feel proud. I will feel more attractive. I will look in the mirror and be like, I look so good. I know that's what I will think. (laughs) So I've decided how do I create that for myself now? And that's the pro tip. 
whatever you think you're going to be feeling, whatever you think you're going to be thinking when you have successfully accomplished the thing you are doing differently, start thinking it and feeling it now. So today I just picked out an outfit that I love. I was like, what's my favorite outfit? I picked it out and I was like, oh, I look so good today. And it's true, right? So whatever you are going to be thinking, choose to think it now. Choose to see how it's already true now. Because what I can promise you is that even when you get to the result that you want, whatever it is in your marriage, in yourself, in your life, if you haven't cultivated the right thoughts to enjoy it now, those thoughts are not going to magically appear later. So do it now. Cultivate the feeling now. Tap into that feeling now. That will make this whole process so much better, so much more fun, and so much more easeful. All right. I hope to see you for the Ready for Change workshop. It's January 2nd, today, 9 p.m. Eastern. Meet me there. The registration is on my website. All right. Bye for now. I will be back with you next week. Happy New Year. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On to When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.